It is the roundtable on Dog Post, Dean Leggy. Joined, unfortunately, by Pet- Fletcher Page. You can't find anybody else to join your show, so here I am. Or, or Petcher Flage, whichever comes first. Fletcher, Georgia uh, starting its uh, 2017 season today um, with the first fall practice, and the Bulldogs were out there looking perfectly adequate to me. Um, you know, they're starting this season very early, I, I will say that. I mean, July 31st, I cannot recall the last time Georgia started preseason practices this early, but they will barrel towards uh, the uh, game with Appalachian State. And the biggest thing that jumped out to me was uh, the size of a lot of the offensive linemen. These guys were huge. Well, that's good, right? If you're The bigger, the better. But the, I think the key is going to be if they can block somebody. <laughs> that's one way to put it. Uh, the standard. Give me the uh, line up the five for me. Go across. Well, line. you know, I wrote about this earlier. It's kind of a that's it's a good question. I think I think for sure I mean, it's a good question in some spots. I think Isaiah Wynn is your left tackle, no matter what. Um, Solomon Kinley, Lamont Galliard, those two guys might be interchangeable at left guard and center. And then I'm going to say two younger guys are going to play on the right hand side. I think Ben Cleveland will be. Or someone will be the right guard, and then at uh, right tackle, it's. It would not surprise me if that's Andrew Thomas. But let's just say you wow. don't. Use, let's just say you don't use those guys. By the way, left to right, three hundred two, three thirty five, two ninety five at center, three forty and three twenty. You also have Justin Schaefer, uh, Notori Johnson, and Isaiah Wilson. 345, 325, 345. So all those three guys there could probably play on the right-hand side and probably will play on the right-hand side. The question to me, Fletcher, is do you stick you know, Isaiah Wilson in at, at right guard rather than Ben Cleveland? I mean, I don't know. They've got options now. I mean, one thing Kirby said today, this is we're recording this on a Monday, one thing that Kirby said today was it used to be that we didn't have – you know, the pieces to the puzzle. Now we're just trying to figure out where to put them. And I think he's right on the offensive line. Right. Well, you're going to definitely hog the ball on this podcast because you're obviously going to these practices. I'm just here to, you know, make sure that you're making sense. And so far you are. I mean, I I like to say that when I hear the weight of offensive linemen, it's kind of like hearing the 40 times in the summer. You know, it's kind of like, all right, I get it. It's impressive. Um, but he's certainly in this case, I mean, everybody always has heavy offensive linemen, but it seems like Georgia has gone astronomically higher in weight, which I guess was the goal, and they've gone out and executed that. Well, they they weren't always big, though. Well, that's what I'm. That's exactly what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, even comparatively speaking, in years gone by, I mean, Brandon Kublano was not a big guy. He was playing. He was just getting thrown around like a rag doll at times. And you know, the other thing, and maybe you can discuss this a little bit because the first time that you were that you, the first little bit that you worked at Dog Post was 2010. It was signing day 2010. <laughs> and um, you know, one thing that Kirby said today, and I wrote about it, was, "Hey, the level of expectation at Georgia was." Is, 
could not be, you know, we, we couldn't get there because of essentially because of the players we have or right. had. I'm not sure how long that's going to be an excuse. Well, as much as, right. Well, as much as I, I think that quarterback recruiting is intriguing, obviously, because it's, uh, we could talk, we could have a whole podcast series on that. And people have, they've they've obviously devoted documentaries to quarterbacks. But I think that offensive line recruiting is equally as intriguing in that, I'm not going to call it a crapshoot, but it is the apex of people that like to argue about recruiting rankings and then coaches who can develop. Um, and obviously, I think we're both in agreement that it's always better to develop a five-star than a three-star. But <laughs> offensive line, man, it is – you can have a Canarius Gates, um, and then you can also have, you know, uh, a five-star guy like uh, – who is it? Isaiah Wilson for, for Georgia. Both of those guys can get to the same place, which is contributor or starter. And sometimes they get there earlier or they take a little bit longer than you think. But offensive line is – it's wild, man, uh, for development. And obviously it seems like Georgia's kind of they're, – they're where development and recruiting sort of meet up there on the um, – and make an X. But, you you never like, – go ahead. It seems like that's the, that's the case. If they went out – like I said, they put, <clears throat> they put a premium on a certain type of offensive lineman. Uh, clearly, you know, Solomon Kinley might be a good example of this. He's not necessarily the highest ranked guy in the world, right, in recruiting. He's from out of state. Um, but he was built a certain way, uh, built massively in that way. So um, I think that that is a good example of, um, you know, finding a guy that fits you the description of what you're looking for in an offensive line. So uh, it, it's it's always pretty interesting to, what, to see the way these things shake out. And then, of course, if you want to say, well, Georgia only wants six foot two corners, yeah, uh, no shit. Uh, Georgia only wants uh, three hundred and fifty pound offensive linemen. But ironically, look at who you got at left tackle, a guy who's undersized, probably doesn't have the arm length of a normal college tackle, and certainly not the arm length of of a, of a tackle that Georgia will recruit in the future. But Isaiah Wynn has proved himself versatile and really good too. So I think that kind of embodies where Georgia's at on the offensive line, where you just figure out who's best. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the biggest. Uh, It doesn't necessarily have to come up as a tackle or a guard. You just fit it in there and make it work. Interesting. Real quick on Isaiah Wynn. uh, It was interesting because um, Lorenzo Carter was saying today, you know, people, even he goes, even I, you know, look at Isaiah Wynn and like, well, he's not, you know, Kind of like there's nothing special here physically. I deal with guys who are bigger and and longer than them all the time. He said, but the problem is, you you really just can't get around them. You know, that was basically what he was saying. Right. And I had a I had a, um, a former NFL, or a former a former Georgia player, but a current NFL guy say the same thing. They were like, look, you know, I don't think this guy can play left tackle. I'm certain he cannot play left tackle in the NFL, but. Um, you know he can he can do it. At, I think he can do it at Georgia. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it comes a time point where I guess over the years we've learned. Um, you know, you just got to have your 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 best, smartest, uh, your guy that knows what he's doing and and either has the technique or has some sort of edge. It doesn't necessarily have the measurables. And Georgia's been able to make that work for a long time. I, I think last year though, last oh. year's last year's a pretty good example of what happens when. You get to see what happens when it's not working out, and it's not fun. I think for for everybody involved. Well, you can't. 
you know, God bless Grayson Lambert. Uh, I can't remember dude's name that was the linebacker, Jake. Uh, um, oh my God, who was the linebacker? <laughs> I'm not going to bail you out. Well, I mean, so you're kind of underscoring <laughs> my point, Tyler Catalina. You can't use transfer players consistently. You can get away with it sometimes. But you've got to recruit and develop guys, and they need to be of a particular skill set, stature, the whole thing. And Georgia, too often lately, uh, to some degree with Kirby, I mean, two of the guys that were important for Georgia this past year were transfer guys, Mo Smith, Catalina. You don't want that, though. You want to address your issues through years of recruiting appropriately, Certainly. and when you and when you and when you do that, you're not sticking someone in a system they've never used before, and are depending on them to. Not only that, depending on them to you know do things at a very high level, it's just tough to do, Fletcher. I mean, it, it's it's just tough to do, and right now, with the bodies they have out there on the offensive line. The guys that played last year as starters, they would not be starting. They just wouldn't be. These guys are massive. And um, Georgia's going to try to become Arkansas from a few years ago, which is just massive team. Mm-hmm. When you see them, like Nick, Nick, Jacob looks small. I mean, Jacob does not look big compared to the offensive line. Now, I know people are going, well, yeah, I mean, he's a quarterback. But Jacob Easton is a big person, and he's, like, hidden back there. And those guys are massive guys. They are, they, there's, not a lot of, there's not a lot of wasted bulk in the offensive line. They're just not, you know, they're not there. Right. It's, it's just all big dudes. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm down with, you know, I thought Jake Gaines, you know, he, he gave good effort, but if you're 15 years into building your program and your starting quarterback and your starting linebacker are transfers, it's, you know, it's probably not a good indication, but I'm all for what Kirby had to do last year, which was, he had to do everything. I mean, it's pretty, it was was pretty obvious. So bringing in some of those guys that they did, I thought Mo Smith was a great addition, obviously, Uh, but they were desperate and, and you got to go any means necessary, uh, especially in your first year. So, uh, but at the end of the day, they didn't get the job done. So uh, again, I don't want to hear about intentions. Uh, we've all got good intentions, but at the end of the day, it's the bottom line. And so that's got to get better. Now the line, of course, again, we're talking about a lot of names. You're throwing out a lot of names that are second year and first year players, uh, which is great. I think um, uh, I threw out two names that were second year it's talking about starters. Um, but you're using names like Ben Cleveland, uh, Isaiah yeah. Wilson, Solomon Kenley. I mean, these are not guys that are, you know, household names. Um, right. They're younger. Uh, that's great for the trajectory of the program. Uh, certainly the talent is better. Uh, but as far as it goes for this season, it's hard for anybody, I think, to realistically project that that line's going to be great. Yeah, I don't know if it will be great. I'm just saying it will be big. and It'll be better than last year. I think it will be better than last year. I'm not sure how anything. I mean, last year was so bad. Right. Um, and also, too, let me just say this about Jake Gaines starting. You know who he started in front of, by the way, was Roquan Smith and Natrez Patrick. I'm just not sure I understand that either. And there are a lot of, and, and there's nothing wrong with Jake Gaines, man. 
But there just were a lot of curious decisions about who was starting in 2015 that... Yeah, I mean, it always comes back to you want your Roquan Smith uh, talent to have Jake Gaines age and experience. And again, for, for Georgia to find itself in that position, and, and that's been rehashed many times, um, you know, that, that's why coaches get fired. This group today, you know, Fletcher, I think it's going to be a faster to the line kind of group. I think that they are going to, I, my opinion is that this looks a lot more like what I saw from Jacob's offense when I saw him play. It was quicker paced. It was, um, not a lot of, it sounds bad, not as much thinking, more just going. Um, it, it may be a breakout year for Jacob. I mean, I don't, what is the, what is going on in the ethos out there that we are assuming, that is being assumed that Jacob Eason will either fall flat on his face or not even progress, but regress. What, Where what is, is that coming that? from? I'm asking you. I don't know, man. Have you seen that? I think I I think I've felt it. I think it's there's sort of a um I don't know if it if people are drumming up a controversy, a quarterback or a quarterback battle, which yeah. I mean I mean every every spot's up for grabs, but <laughs> not 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 <laughs> not, not not equally. I mean it would be hard to see how I mean Jake Fromm is is it just is just not it's just he's just not nearly as physically gifted as Eason. Now Jacob can't make mistakes, but anyway, go go ahead with what you were saying. I don't know where it's coming from. I honestly don't. I think people just like I mean the, every process nowadays is is expedited. Uh, we we talk so much about the recruiting process being expedited. Um, now I guess the uh, the backup quarterback being the most popular dude on campus is is you know it's faster and it arrives quicker now too, um, so I don't know where it comes from, but that's just sort of the way it goes. I thought Jacob is did fine and did well in his freshman year, all things considered. Um, I'm sure people are going to remind me about the games that he didn't show up for and the interceptions he threw, but in terms it, it, of, of grading. It's seven interceptions, I think it was, the whole year. In terms of grading a freshman moving across the country and, and starting in the SEC, I thought that he passed all the tests that he needed to, considering that that had to be the worst line that I've seen at Georgia in, in, in a long time. It wasn't, it wasn't good. It was not good. You know, we're not talking about a lot of people today. We're not talking about Dominique Sanders, Nick Chubb, Lorenzo uh, Carter. We're not talking about... Sony Michelle, no mention of Terry Godwin, no mention of you know all these things. There's so many known variables this year, Fletcher. That 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 are that was not at all the case last year. I mean, when you when you remember this time last year it was Nick question, and Sony were hurt or Nick wasn't back. You know, we hadn't seen Nick back yet. That wasn't even number one. Number one was who's starting at quarterback, right? And Sony had gotten injured on the ATV. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, that, and again, I think all of us saw that offensive line coming and knew it was going to be a struggle. And then you're, you're still trying to piece together, like what is Cheney's offense? How will Kirby do with things that coaches have to do that you don't think about like clock management? 
Um, you know, how will the defense work with a defensive coordinator, head coach, and a defensive coordinator, uh, you know, out there, what, how will that work out? And uh, there, there were just a lot of new questions. Now those things are gone, and you're moving forward with, uh, I think I think it's a certainly a, a higher level. It's a more elite conversation now. It's not such a basic conversation. What I still I know I talk we talk about the past a lot here. I Why do want people, well, here, people got to waste time, man. We're trying well, to waste time on people. Let me ask you this question: How could Georgia run through North Carolina the way they did, and have? I mean, they ran all over them, and then have such trouble against Nichols. I mean, that is hard to understand. I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, is that an indictment of Carolina? I I think so. But, you know, I'm just not sure. I think the biggest thing that people should expect, and, and they are reasonable to expect this, is more consistency from Georgia's offense. Georgia allowed... I think they, let me make sure here, Georgia, I think, only allowed 30 points, um, like, twice last year. Uh, There just were not a lot of games where they allowed 30 points or more, and they were in back-to-back weeks. It was the Mississippi game and then the Tennessee game, which, of course, the Vols scored 30 points on the last play of the game. So the defense has not been an issue for Georgia. The, the consistency on the offense, on the other hand, it was all over the place. 30 points, 20 points, 20 points, 14, 30, uh, 28, 16, 10. What? I mean, Heisman scored 16 points and 10 points in a conference game. You're what, not going to win. What do you think Georgia's offensive identity was last year? Like, if you had to describe Georgia's offense in, like, one to five words, like one sentence, and what, what would you say about Georgia's offense last season? I hope Nick Chubb doesn't get hurt. <laughs> okay, right. So, um, what, how, what, what do you think their identity is? You know, with obviously covering Mike Bobo for as long as you did, yeah. um, I, I, I think just I would have used words like vertical and aggressive. And um, what do you think the year in and year out? Do you think that that Cheney's offense will morph? Or do you think year in and out, there's going to be a few words that you think will always describe his offense while he's at Georgia? I think when you've got what you've got right now, you've got to be vertical. If 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 he's not going to be vertical, then so you're saying that this is a big this is a big play offense because they might not be that yes. consistent. I just think because of who their quarterback is, you just. I don't know why you wouldn't expect big plays. Yeah. It, it's right. just, I'm just wondering. Yeah, I'm trying to get a feel for it. Well, I think it's going to be a lot power run game. I'm not sure. So I think it's going to be – this is going to sound strange. I think it's going to be quick play power run game, and it's going to be – I mean, power run means you're thr- trying to throw over the top. I mean, that's just what happens. So um, it's not going to be Aaron. Aaron was – you know, Aaron was precision passing. I, I don't think that's what you're, I mean, I think it'd be great for Jacob, you know, if he could do that, but, and that may be what it, this becomes, but I don't get the impression that that's what this is going to be. I think this is about, you know, the power run game. They've got that in their arsenal. I mean, at, I mean, shit, Fletcher, at, at some point, 
in the third or fourth quarter, people are going to be like, you know, tired of mm-hmm. dealing with the person in front of them. It's 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 then that I think that Georgia will become uh, what its fans want to be, which is a dominating team. Um, well, that's not ever going to change with football, I think, and uh, I think that's probably been a philosophy that's been going on for for a hundred years with football. Is is what's what's gone on in the first and second quarters, and what's what's going to happen here in the, at the end of the third and in the fourth in terms of physicality and fatigue and endurance. So. I think the, I think the Kentucky game from last year is not going to be too far off from what this team will be. I I don't know how many times they're going to come out and just blow people away. We saw that at times with some of Mike's teams. They would just come out and blister people from the beginning and they were going to score their 45 points. I think this team it may be more like hey they're going to score 10 and then they're going to score 30 in the second half. That you know, 30 is an exaggeration, but it, it just is setting up that way to where it's just going to be a landslide because there's so many, it's so difficult, okay, to, to. I mean, Isaiah Wilson is 345. If he has fat on him, I don't, it's not a lot. It's crazy. And that is let, crazy. Let, yeah, and, you, and the problem is he's in front of Nick Chubb, who is, is a real troublemaker. I mean, there are real issues here. This is going to be about, can Jacob just execute uh, better than he did last year? And shoot, he should be able to. I mean, this is a year later. He looks a lot better. He looked a lot better in the spring. No more Chick-fil-A. No, too many of the Chick-fil-A, you know, and those Chick-fil-A, come on, man. Don't get me started. the, the, The Chick-fil-A waffle fry. Is really good. You know, the only, the only, here, Truett Cathy, just listen up, okay? Oh, the, o- the only real issue, though, Fletcher, is when they don't get the true waffle fry, all right? It's when that's got like that little straggler on the end where it's just like too many of them, you know, like too fat a piece. I need the crispy. I, I need that in my life. If, Look, if dude, I, I feel you, but I'm just, nobody, nobody is, uh, Nobody is 20 minutes of what – just a 20-minute segment out of the week of what you eat. So if you want to get your Chick-fil-A, go have your Chick-fil-A. You know what I mean? If you want to go out and have a Blizzard from the DQ, yes. go get it. All right? That's just a 20-minute segment. What? But your habits and what you're doing for the rest of the week, that's what you're going to look like. That's how you're going to perform. Uh, and, and, I, you know, I myself – have. Some for some reason have signed up for a half marathon. I'm trying to. Oh my! I know, dude. What it's terrible. With you. But what I'm saying is, have you checked your mental health lately? For the what is what are you doing? What I'm getting at though is is that it's fine to have a Chick Fil A sandwich, you know, on a Saturday afternoon. Whoever decided that bringing in Chick Fil A biscuits every morning for Georgia's football program, it just still <laughs> blows my mind. Wait, I'm like, who wait, thought that was a good idea? When, when was that? I can't was remember. That, was that 15? or? I think so. And look, I get it. These dudes are 18 to 22, and they are burning through calories like crazy. And it probably isn't a big deal. But it's like you got you can probably hit these calorie goals uh, at a much healthier in a much healthier way. Because I, if I if I was if it's me at that age or probably tomorrow, and you're, there's a there is a tub. <laughs> 
of of spicy. Uh, I guess they discontinued the spicy Chick Fil A sandwich, which is yeah, total, like a bunch total of, like BS. A, like a bunch of Nazis. Yeah, Why would so, you get rid of that? So if if they're if I'm just like fresh off my workout with some dude yelling at me all the time, I'm gonna put at least three or four of those biscuits in my sweatpants, and I'm gonna be <laughs> having those as I walk across. Uh, campus and I, I i just i still cannot believe that that's how things were going at georgia it's just crazy to me so i don't know why we're even talking about that but it just it doesn't it, it's not it was never hard for me to figure out why georgia was behind certain schools in the sec when they're recruiting in snc where they're two uh you know two places where you could obviously just for idiots like me i'm like you know i don't think chick-fil-a is that healthy shit you can have it not every no, day. That no, show no, is coming in every day. No biscuit. No biscuit is healthy. I mean, it's fun. You know. but oh, uh, yeah. I'll tell you what's not fun is, is being out of shape and losing. Well, look, that's the other thing. You know, Roquan Smith jacked. Julian Rochester looks good. Uh, I mean, like, these guys look good. And, and, and no, they look the part. They look good. You know, and like I said to you earlier, can they play football? I mean, I, I'm assuming they can, but it's I, I, you know, I was talking to our old friend Rusty Manziel. Okay, I'm, I'm just gonna name drop. How's Rusty doing? He's doing fine, and and you know, I think he's, I think he's, he, I think he's right. I think their most challenging games are at Auburn. At Tennessee, obviously Florida Notre, at Notre Dame is challenging. There are games they can lose, but he he kind of felt like, look, they're going to go ten and two. I'm not sure if I'm ready to say that they're going to go ten and two, but after today, you kind of look at it and you look at that line and you're like, man, they, they might be eight or ten guys deep here. Who were the and, two? What were the two losses? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, is it going to be at Tennessee, which I think is a much more challenging th- game than people realize? Uh, I, I don't see how if, if Auburn is as good as is being made out to, you know, we're being made out to believe, you know, how are they really going to win at Auburn? And the answer to that is because they've done it a lot in the last decade. But how are they going to win down there? And then. Wait a minute. Set the suspense up. So how are they, they going to pull this off? Well, they've done it before. Well, they've done it a lot before. Yeah, but well, it's an odd rivalry. It is a weird. It is a weird one. But uh, I, I just think it's a lot. You know, the, the the program is not yet at this point where they're not going to absorb some losses along the way. The question is where. Man, I find it hard to believe they're going to lose at Notre Dame. But that's. But maybe that's just me being. You know. You know, bias because we're down. We're down. When is here. that game? It's the second game of the season. What week is that, though? I mean, like, I don't know dates. Help me it's, out. Uh, September ninth. Yeah, September ninth, something like that. Yeah. Uh, are you trying to stay with me in Lexington on the way up there? Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see if you behave enough for me to do that. I'm not sure. All right. I'm not. Well. I'm, not I'm not. I'm not sure. Who do the cats play that weekend? Second. I don't even know, dude. I just show up when I'm told. Let me see. I might not be in town, and you're not staying in my house without supervision. See, here's the thing about the schedule. If you're Georgia and you get past that Tennessee game with no losses, 
it's going to be tough for you not to get to Atlanta. Uh, Kentucky's I mean, playing Eastern Kentucky that week, so I'm going to be. That's going to be a noon game, and I'm going to be done at about twelve fifteen. Is that is that a big rivalry? <laughs> no, <laughs> come on, dude. Eastern, it's interesting. Eastern, the is Eastern a- Kentucky biscuit eaters. <laughs> um, I think that uh, Eastern is from. It's about uh, twenty eight miles away down the road in Richmond. And uh, it is not a big rivalry. As a, as a matter of fact, a lot of people that um, went to Eastern are big UK fans, and I think there's a lot of mutual respect among the people of the two schools. Well, that sounds nice and everything. But anyway, back to the biscuit eating, etc. This is a big team. They're going to lean on people. They may match up better against the likes of Auburn than the, that we realize. They may not match up as well against Notre Dame than I think. But this is not a team. I mean, like, if, they, if they've lost three, let's just say if they've lost four games or more, there's something really wrong that has happened. See? That, so, they're, they're, so you got they're them winning, too, You have them winning the East. I think they're, they're going to be too good, comparatively speaking, to everybody else. And I, think the, and I think they will have a legitimate shot, meaning something like 20%. They will have a legitimate shot to win the conference on that day in December. I do not anticipate that they will win the conference, but I think that they, it, it, to some degree, Fletcher, it depends on who's on the, I mean, if LSU's on the other side. Here's what I've decided. Now, hear me out on this and tell me if I'm an idiot. This is a very, here's the situation for Georgia. They play Florida, South Carolina, Auburn, Kentucky, and Georgia Tech. All in a row, no days off to end the regular season. And those might not be the best teams in the world, but Florida's going to be tough. That's always a tough game, obviously. I think South Carolina's it's going to at least be physical. Auburn you're talking about is good. Kentucky is not your normal Kentucky team. I'm just telling y'all, don't be sleeping on the Cats. And then Georgia Tech is a unique uh, matchup because they play with their system. So... That's a pretty wild and tough finish to the to the end, and you know usually it's the other way around. I mean, you're saying Notre Dame's not a big deal, so I'm going to take you at your word. So App State, Notre Dame, Sanford, Mississippi State. I'm like, you know, there's not like this. I don't know Tennessee. I'm I'm not really. I'm. You're saying that's going to be a tougher game. I mean, it is on the I, road. I, yeah, I understand if you say that that's not a tough it's, game. Okay. It is on the road, so I, I understand. But then Vanderbilt, Missouri. So. You know, that's one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, they should be seven and zero. Oh, but then they roll into a very yeah. tough conclusion to a schedule, I must say. That's correct. But let's don't get it confused. They they d- certainly should beat Kentucky and South Carolina and Athens. Yeah, those I'm, not, games, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they will lose those games. I'm just saying that when you start playing the when you start putting on you know miles on your tires and injuries are racking up and people are getting you're getting more and more sore into the week and trying to get ready for a game on Saturday. I could see by that off by that Kentucky and Georgia Tech game, man. There's gonna that's gonna be some hurting bodies in there. That Tech game is going to be a challenge because Georgia Tech is significantly more mentally tough than they used to be. They 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 got an issue because they changed the quarterback. I mean, in the last I think 30 years, Justin Thomas has won like 50 percent of the games that Georgia Tech has won. Nah, 30 years. He's won 30% of the games. Tech has won against Georgia in like the last 30 or 20 years. So he's gone. 
And you can't underestimate the quarterback at Tech is critically important. And when they don't have a great one, they have a hard time. So, but that is going to be a complicated, difficult game hmm. because it always is. Well, let me course, tell you about let me tell you about optics. You don't want them columnists from the big city paper to be able to write that you've already lost more times in two seasons at Georgia Tech no. than your predecessor did in fifteen uh, for fourteen seasons. However many they let Rick hang around there for. Uh, that wouldn't well, be, that's not, be, not a good yeah, look. Yeah, it would, not a it would good be look. as many. And th- nothing puts pressure on a coach at Georgia like losing to Georgia Tech two years in a row. And the reality is it's possible that he could lose two in a row because he already lost one. That's you know? right. That's so, what I'm saying. So, but, 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 the only but here is that, again, going back to the conversation beforehand. God, if, Mark, Mark Rick really owned those dudes. Oh no, no question. Jesus. But if 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 your offense plays more consistently against Tech, they win that game forty something to twenty eight. You're not even thinking about that game, and you move along. And you, this season will come down about consistency on the offensive side of the ball, which comes down to two things: the offensive line and quarterback play. You don't have to worry about tight ends or running backs, and I don't really know that you got to worry a ton about receivers. They're there; they're not spectacular, but they are there. Mm-hmm. Is Jacob going to play better if he if he doesn't? Is it because of the offensive line? The offensive line c- comes together and they rotate out, and they can play eight guys or or even nine. I mean, I, I think they can play eight or nine guys, Fletcher, because. You're already playing five, and you're going to have to rotate some of these guys in at those guard spots. So they're just too. I mean, Kendall Baker played some last year. Uh, Sam, um, not Sam, man. Um, Pat Allen played some last year. You're telling me that these these younger kids aren't going to get their crack at guard? Of course they will. So that's what I'm curious to see is just you know just how many of those kids will play. I rarely I, the first day of fall camp i do the same thing every time i walk straight over to the the quarterbacks (laughs) well yeah that too i i walk straight over the offensive line and i say can this offensive line win them the sec this year or not and for the first time in a couple of years i've walked over i've I've left with the answer being yes it can you got soft you got soft in your old age you're grading a little bit easier than you used to i i think that this is a is a line and this is a guy I'm talking from five, you're, you're, six you're hours away. Yeah, you're going to see. I know this is the line that can win the East. But no, I'm sure of that. Yeah. You said, but you said SEC winning line, so I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it's able to beat that beast from the West over there just yet. Maybe not. No, and and that's not what I'm saying. But the 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 beast from the West doesn't have on you know crimson tops. They definitely can beat the whoever comes from the West. I got you know, you. Be, be, beating Auburn in Auburn is is not easy. Beating Auburn at the Dome is a little bit different story. You know what we need? We need people that listen to this blog, or to this blog, uh, to this podcast, to submit questions. That's true. On the so message gonna, board or the Twitter yeah. or the Twitter. On the Twitters or the message board or the, your AOL account or your GeoCities.net account. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I said GeoCities. Uh, yeah, that's what we need. So next week, or perhaps later this week, we will get folks to submit some questions on Dog Post 
and uh, we will take it from there. Fletcher, are you going to you going to behave yourself this week? Yeah, well, you know, Kentucky's playing football up here too, Dean, and I, I will be out there on the fields. I don't know what any what I, that last sentence you said. Mm-hmm. I don't I will, know what I don't know what any of those words that you just said meant. You said something about that confused me. You said something about Kentucky is playing football up here. Is that Japanese? Well, they've got they've got um, they've got a team, and uh, while I also I will be speaking to um, at least five former Kentucky basketball players. You may know them. Uh, they're in the NBA. Um, they'll be rolling through this week too. So I, I'll be doing a lot of basketball stuff, but I'm just saying, don't sleep on the cats in football this year. Uh, I'm not, I don't think they're going to win the division or anything crazy like that, but I, I think they're going to be a pretty tough out. So I, I will be at the footballs, uh, covering that a little bit. Cover them with your football bat. We'll see what happens. I mean, they host Tennessee and Florida and I, that's why I think if they could, they can never, they have had a very hard time. I mean, people need to, people should Google uh, the uh, results but from Kentucky yeah. uh, playing Tennessee, especially, and then all, and also Florida. Uh, well, Florida, they haven't beaten Florida. And they haven't beat them since the Either. 80s. They have not beat yeah. them since the 80s, and then obviously they've only beaten Tennessee once since probably they started playing. But <clears throat> they host both those teams. And I'm only saying all this because I know you Georgia fans don't care, and, um, and Dean doesn't either. But if Kentucky could just get one of those two at home, and they're able to. I think they're. I think they've separated themselves from South Carolina, Missouri, and Vanderbilt. They can, but they've got to go to Columbia to play South Carolina. See, um, I, I don't know that they've separated themselves. I think they are in position to have a better season. Well, I think that, that they, if they can, if they don't mess around with those bottom feeders, I think it'll be at least if they can get one or two against Tennessee or Florida. That game against Georgia in November will at least be a little interesting. It seems to be more interesting, that game, than it ever needs to be when it's in Athens, but that's neither here nor there. All right, catch us catch us next week or perhaps later this week on the roundtable. This is Dean Leggy and Fletcher Page signing off for Dog Post. <laughs>